Hello, funky listeners, and welcome to another episode of Funk Radio. This is your host, Kyle. Hi. Hi. And this is your host, Peter. And today we have a special host. Hello! Jesus. <laughs> this is our this is our guest host, Static. <laughs> what? What is the static? <laughs> you, you literally yelled so loud that it created static in my mic. Or in my headphones. Oh, shit. <laughs> We're keeping it. <laughs> oh my god. Do you want to restart? No. no, no, no. This is, okay. uh, this is our friend Dan. <laughs> Hello. Hi, Dan. Hi. How are also, you? Also known as Static Shock. It's, oh my god, do you guys remember that 90s cartoon, Static Shock? I do not. The name sounds familiar, but I don't remember what that was. It was about the black kid who had, like, electrical powers. I don't. Oh, I remember hearing about that in some podcast I was listening to a while back, and they were talking about that show. But I don't remember what they were talking yeah, about. Yeah, I, I never watched it religiously, but it was it was just another 90s superhero show about some, like, huh. inner-city kid who got superpowers. But I remember there was this one specific episode where he goes to visit his white friend, like, let's call him Jimmy, because I forgot his name, and his dad is, like, a total asshole racist. Oh, yeah, this is the one they were talking about. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. That's funny. Yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, his dad's like a giant asshole racist and, like, basically, you know, it's like, oh, I don't want Jimmy hanging around with those people. <laughs> and Jimmy gets all pissed off and calls him out because the 90s was all about confronting racism in children's shows. <laughs> Thank you for enlightening us, Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> this is totally totally relevant to our topic for today. <laughs> of course it is. Com- completely. <laughs> oh gosh so as we alluded to in our last episode we said we were going to do another album review um we've been pretty uh pretty uh, excited to do this one uh this is going to be the album wildflower by the avalanches a little bit outside of our typical genres for this this is kind of just something that we like but I, i there's there's a bit of overlap i guess you could say with our genres because of sampling and whatnot but um it's a pretty cool album and um we brought long awaited what's that long awaited it's been 15 years that too we should discuss that um i just want to say the the reason we brought dan on is because he was the one who who you are you have a face for radio dan (laughs) yeah (laughs) He originally turned us on to the Avalanches a number of years ago, so we figured it would be appropriate for for Dan to bless us with his presence. Yes. Yeah, um, as, as Dan alluded to, this is the Avalanches' second album, uh, and it's been 16 years since they released 15. one. Their first album came out... Oh, it's 15? So their first album yeah, came 2001. out in 2001? Okay. Yep. Um... So, to the point that, like, most people kind of just assumed they broke up or disbanded or just faded into to the ether. And then, maybe a couple months ago, I heard inklings of, like, oh, the Avalanches are doing something. They might be doing something. Uh, mostly on the that indie XM station I listened to, XMU. Uh, and I was like, wait, what? And then, I want to say maybe a month or two ago, they dropped a single, and I'm just like, holy shit, they still exist. <laughs> And oh so yes, I like sent and out the just, word. And just to, I, I I wasn't correct. Actually, it is two thousand, so it has been sixteen. Years. Oh, it was okay. So it is sixteen. Yeah. Uh, it's it's well, a couple of things I want to say in reaction to what you just said, Kyle. One is mm-hmm. that we, um, because you said a lot of people just assumed that they kind of faded into oblivion, which I think kind of would have been an interesting legacy for them, and I think for a long time that's what everybody assumed. We all we actually talked about them briefly. A long time ago in our episode about bands who only released one album. Yeah, that's right. That's right. We um, did. I think that's the only other time we've really mentioned them on this show. So that's wrong. <laughs> but now it's well, now that's incorrect. Now it's wrong. Now, now we're correct. We have to correct the record, Peter. We have to start yeah. from episode <laughs> one again. Start all over. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the other thing was that it's it's interesting that you know you know all of a sudden they're back and they're like, hey, we have new music. We're releasing an album in a couple of weeks. And everyone's like, holy shit. But in an article I was reading, they've actually done this a number of times with this album. The first time, I think, was in, like, I don't know, 2006, maybe. They were like, hey, there's a new album coming soon, and then it never happened. And I think it happened a couple other times after that. So basically, they're just giant trolls. 
No, well, I mean, it, the, or was it an instance of them having worked on this album since then? They have literally been working on this album for 16 years. On and that off. is insane. Um, because th- there was a lot of stuff. I th- some of it was like the group kind of the, the lineup of the like the people working on it changed. Um, their record album went under at some point. I mean, the record label. Yeah, one of them had like some autoimmune disease for several years. So he Damn. basically couldn't do anything for like a while. What a soldier. Yeah. So there's there was like I don't I don't even know if we can get into like the whole story of like the backstory of how this was made because that in itself is almost a topic that is kind of interesting. But I I don't remember all the details to kind of talk about it in depth here. But there there was a lot that went on between the last album and this one. So they were just sitting on their butts. Yeah, and that's and that's the sad thing is so many people kind of are going to end up assuming that that they just sat on their butts and then came up with an album a year ago but in fact they've been working since their first album dropped basically it's just that's awesome li- life happens i guess but yeah that's that's really cool to hear yeah and and this is kind of a random little bit but i noticed i read it on of all places the wikipedia page i fa- i found this quote kind of funny um not only did they start this basically 16 years ago but they ended it like right at the very last second Really, the page said the album was not finished until the night before mastering. Shader, one of one of the main guys of the group, had a flight to New York City at seven thirty in the morning. De Blasi, the other main guy of the group, said, "Quote: So we're so we're in the studio till six thirty that morning. Till he literally was like, I gotta go, man. I gotta hop on the plane. We were like, we think it sounds good. Fuck it. (laughs) (laughs) That's how they end the album. It's just fuck it. That's awesome. That's pretty. That's pretty awesome. So." It all culminated to that moment. It's one of the it's one of those things, and I think these kind these guys are that kind of creative personality, where they could just keep working on it forever. Because to a, to a true artist, something is never finished. It's just you run out of time. Yeah, and that was them running out of time. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that's a good point. So, also, too, I think the the, cool. the nature of the type of music too, I think, lends itself to just being constantly fine tuned. Um, yeah, I guess we haven't really told the listeners if they don't know like what the style of music is. Uh, essentially, their style is that they take hundreds of, over the course of the album, thousands of samples, and then create music strictly strictly from those samples and these clips of all these different mm-hmm. things. And um, it, it goes by a few different names. Um, I think the general term for that genre is plunderphonics. Which I think maybe we mentioned that once too. Um, that's a dope name. Yeah. yeah, it's cool. So when you're compiling something that's a clips of all these little things and fine tuning, you know how they are. I think that uh, it's it's a lot less straightforward than just like a, a typical song where someone's singing and there's music, and you know you can adjust you know the volume of the instruments or something. But this is a lot more of like it's a lot more organic. Yeah, rather than con- just linear so yeah, yeah you have complete control over like the whole creative process and the aforementioned mm-hmm. medium so, but not this at all so just so i'm understanding the difference between plunder phonics and say more mainstream electronic music is that more mainstream electronic stuff is is how do i put it digitally created sounds um say drum beats breaks whatever Whereas Plunderphonics mm-hmm. is made up entirely of already pre-created, pre-clipped music, right? Exactly, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, that's really interesting. I honestly never knew that was even a genre. This is cool to find out. So, that's crazy to think that, like, literally nothing in these songs w- was kind of, I, I, I don't want to say recorded by them, but not created through any sort of program or instrumentation. It's, it's all kind yeah. of rehashed mm-hmm. and from my understanding really cool. actually some of the stuff was recorded by them for this album I think the first one did not um, so there was a bit more I guess they had a little bit more control over certain things with it with that because like they, if they had a song they wanted to incorporate into something you know they could record it and then kind of sample that if you will mm. okay that makes sense so anyway uh, speaking of and I know we haven't even gotten to like the specific tracks yet, but we may we may kind of approach that differently yeah. from our usual album reviews. Um, I wanted to say 
you know, I, I think obviously for not only have there been no albums since the first one in the last 15 years, but that off that first album was also like legendary music wise. And it's like considered one of the greatest albums of that decade. So to kind of release something that long after and in the shadow of that success, I think it's, you know, it's pretty brave of them to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. It's like once your album has, has existed for that long and really kind of become a part of music history, it just makes it ever harder to kind of top that sort of, you know? Mm-hmm. So kind of easy to maybe to ease into this album a bit, how would I, I it's kind of inevitable that we um, are going to compare it to the first one. Um, how did you guys felt that it compared uh, to their first album since I left you? I would say that this one has more of a hermo- harmonic feeling to it. It seems like all of the songs connect and there's a very obvious theme. Whereas Since mm. I Left You is a bit more disjointed, but not in a bad way. It just, some of the songs sound very different. Yeah. Whereas on this album, a lot of the songs have a very similar feel to them, in my opinion. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a general attitude that wants to be conveyed through the songs and it's done well. Exactly. I've listened to Since I Left You in its entirety maybe a handful of times over since basically Dan blessed us with its its, its existence. Um, the two main songs mm-hmm. coming off of that, obviously, being Frontier Psychiatrist and Since I Left You. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. But um, even those two songs, they're, they're the, easily the two most famous songs on the album, and they couldn't be more different. That's a good point, yeah. Yeah, definitely. My uh, my opinion compared to the first one, it's I I both I like them both a lot for different reasons. I don't I think they somehow managed to make something that's great in itself, and I don't feel like I ever have to compare it to the first one. Um, yeah, yeah, it, which is which is really nice. Um, probably be because they just it, it has you can tell it's still them, but it's not trying to do the exact same thing again. Yeah, if that and makes sense, and that's. And that's really that's really awesome of them to not just kind of fall back on their laurels and be like, well, let's recreate the sound we made 16 years ago. It's very different. Yeah. But in a good way. I, I feel that the sound, something, something that's kind of like been recurring in my mind since this came out is that, that I, listening to the two in comparison, I feel that the first one is kind of, like you said, Kyle, a lot more all over the place, whereas this one is a bit more consistent in the sound. Um to me, it's it's kind of comparable to maturing and growing up, if you will. Like the first album was like going crazy and trying all these different things, whereas this one feels like they've, you know, and obviously a lot of time has passed. So I guess it's true that they've matured considerably to the to the point where they're like, okay, we've we've already gone to the place where we've tried everything possible. Now let's tone it back and just focus on like going one direction. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of the the feeling I got from it. Yeah, that makes sense. It's almost like they kind of felt like their first album was them trying to find their voice, and this album is mm-hmm. them kind of picking a voice, you know? Yeah, and going down that one path. I I personally think that like I I kind of like uh, since I left you a little bit better than Wildflower, and I think that's just because like they their albums that went in completely different directions, and I I guess mm-hmm. I liked the direction of since I left you better myself. I'm not saying that Wildflower is bad. I really think now, it's great. Now, do you like Since I Left You because it's more varied, or do you just like the I think just the, the general sound of, of a Since I Left You is... the tone. I like the tone better, and I do, I do like the variedness of it. Like even, so even I, while I, the songs are I can varied, understand I, that. Yeah, even while the songs are varied, I still feel like they they still have this general, like, having fun, going out, kind of, like, fun tuned to it you know like it's very upbeat mm-hmm. and stuff and mm-hmm. and it seems to be very like different throughout wildflower though like those there's not a very to me you know because mm. like you, so go, you saying, go from like from the second and third songs you go from because i'm me which is like a happy rap song to frankie sinatra right after which is like really a totally different change of pace mm-hmm. so you're saying that a wildflower doesn't have even though it has obviously a very similar a fairly similar sound it doesn't have as clear cut of a sort of emotional theme is that what you're saying yeah kind of 
okay. does have a similar sound, but like just like the subject subject material of each song is so different, and just every every song to me seems quite different. There are some like you know Sunflower, for example, or like the later songs in, of the album at the end, or I know it's Sunshine, mm-hmm. excuse me, Sunshine, and then the other later songs on the album they're like they're they're similar, but there's just such, such a variance in this album. It's just in general, mm-hmm. like, yes, the emotional theme, and also just, like, in my opinion, the tone, too. To me, though, if it was any less varied than this was, it would almost not sound as much like an Avalanche's album. Yeah, definitely. I agree. I, yeah. I, I can kind of see what Dan's saying, though. It's like the, the two albums are varied, but in different ways. The first album was varied in its sort of sound structure, whereas this album is more varied in its emotional structure. The sounds, yes. the sounds are kind of similar. That makes sense. But the emotions are more all over the place, whereas the first album, all the songs were fairly upbeat, but had different underlying sounds. Am I, am I yeah. correct in that assumption? Yeah, and, and, okay. and, that's a and, and there's subjects also, like the lyrics and stuff like that. Yeah, mm. yeah, that's, that's kind of that's what you were saying, is yeah, the lyrics are more different. Yeah. Uh, I, can, I can see that, especially when, you, like you said, you compare something like Frankie Sinatra to some of the other songs on the album, that one is definitely very different. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, it's funny, though, really because for me, at least, and I think for you guys as well, because I think that was the first single they released in anticipation of the album. I heard this, and I was like, holy shit, this is completely different from anything on Since I Left You, which got me excited. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, because it's like, oh, sweet, they're going in like this weird-ass crazy direction. Which you know, I couldn't. I didn't think they could be more crazy than they were on <laughs> since I left you. But uh, I don't know. It got me really stoked for the album. But it turned out when I when listening to the album as a whole that Frank Sinatra was kind of an outlier. Like it was, it was one of the songs yeah. that's like pretty different from everything else on the album. Yeah. Well, and we kind of we kind of predicted this too because I that that was the first single to come out. I was. It's still not my favorite track. I, I'm liking it. I definitely like it more now than I did when I first heard it. Yeah, same here. Mm-hmm. I, I think it has a really good place in the album. Yeah, um, but I remember when it first came out, I was like, eh, I don't love this. But I kind of trusted that it was going to fit in and like the whole album as a whole. Yeah. Um, because their their songs tend to work that way. And then Dan, Dan, I remember Dan making a good point that it might be more or less like the frontier psychiatrist of this album. And yeah, people who don't know what that is, that's, that's like, there's a similar song to this, sort of, in the first album. And the fact that it's an outlier and, is kind of weird. Yeah. And it ended up kind of being fairly true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's a very good way to put it, as this, that it, this song is this album's Frontier Psychiatrist. Um, yeah. I guess since we all mentioned this song, should we maybe play a little clip? Yeah, I think it's worth playing. What did they say? Frankie, me boy, you don't know. You have a lovely voice to sing Calypso. Alphys Walker, he's Alphys Walker. Please, Mr. Officer, I only had some vodka. Little marijuana, just a few bacon, and only read my circle while I So yeah, that was uh, Frankie Sinatra, um, their first single off of Wildflower. Very weird. Very, I liked it, and the video's really weird, too, um, if you guys want to go check that out. Video is pretty bizarre. I mean, again, they're known for bizarre videos. <laughs> yes, but uh, yeah. So, um, something I kind of alluded to a minute ago was that the the tracks on their albums tend to they don't always stand very well by themselves. They work a lot better in the context of the album, mm-hmm. uh, and a lot of this is because with the majority of the tracks, the the transitions between one to the next is fairly seamless. Um, even if you can identify like the bulk of the song, there's some kind of melody or you know sound clips going in between them. So, yeah, if I can interject about yeah. that, actually, yeah, go ahead. Something I noticed about when since I left you and yes, also on this album, mm-hmm. something I like about the avalanches is that, like the sounds from the previous song are still in the next song for at least a minute, usually like thirty seconds, and everything just this melds together mm-hmm. like from one to the next. It's pretty nice. Well, and I really like music that does yeah, that. Yeah, so. that's a very good point. This this is one of those albums that's very much meant to be listened to from beginning to end. Yes. More so than a lot of albums. Yeah, that's a thank you for your input. Um I was I was what I was getting to with this is that um it might be a little bit harder for us to go track by track like we usually do with album reviews. 
um, only because Kyle and I were talking about this the other day. It's that you know some some of the tracks are literally like 15 seconds long. They're just like sound effects. <laughs> yeah. So it's not like we're gonna step through those. So we may kind of just jump around, uh, you know, to to certain parts of the album or certain tracks that we liked. Yeah. But it, it may. I don't think we necessarily need to go in order or anything like we usually do. Yeah. Yeah. So yes. with with that being said. Um, any other what what kind of uh, what, what points of the album do you guys want to touch on? Uh, I I don't know about you guys, but the first song that really grabbed me in, I guess, because you can't really count the first song because it's fifteen seconds long. The second song, I should say, uh, because I'm me, is probably one of my favorite songs on the album. It definitely mm-hmm. it sets the tone for the album, as far as as we as we discussed earlier, the sound of the album, but. It's got a very, this one, more so than some of the songs, I think reminded me of old uh, Avalanches, but maybe that's me. Other songs on the album? More so than, uh, more this song, more so than other songs reminded me of the original album, I should say. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, like Amit, kind of? Yeah, kind of. And I mean, I don't know, what do you guys think? Yeah, similar to you, I do like, Because I Me is definitely my favorite song also. Because I feel like it establishes like the attitude that you're going to you can expect in the rest of the album, and I like how right off the bat the Avalanche is introduced something different in this album, which was rapping, and like it was a, there was a very mm. good rap part to this song. Yeah, I like good. that too. Mm-hmm. Now, th- it is funny because I I absolutely agree with you guys that it, that it does do a really good job at introducing us to this new album, but it's I in my notes I was writing as I was going through this earlier is that the general vibe like if you were gonna just like say what the vibe of the overall album is that sound doesn't really start until maybe track four or five uh-huh. so yeah. like with subways or something with so these like so Frankie sinatra and what, what is this because i'm me like these are at the beginning and they i don't want to say they don't fit in but th- where the album starts is definitely different from where it ends up going yeah for the rest of it so i don't know i i, I but I, I do really like this song as well because i me yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah I, I i get what peter's saying it's like although and maybe that's what maybe that's why to me this reminded me a little bit more of old avalanches mm-hmm. is because it more so than the other stuff sounds like old avalanches and doesn't yet really set the the full tone of the album um it, this is kind of weird to think about, but remember how Dan was saying earlier that like songs kind of meld into other songs where a beat or, or sound will continue for 30 or so seconds uh, yeah. into the next song. Maybe this song is like them continuing from their previous album. Oh, that's an know. interesting or, thought. Or maybe I'm crazy. Huh. Like it's a way for them to blend from their first album to the next one. Huh. But I'm gonna have to listen to those back to back now. That's just me. That's just me tripping balls, basically. Huh. That's (laughs) an interesting thought. Yeah. So should we play a little clip of uh, "Because I'm Me"? Sure. Sounds good. The sweet the rango jacket, ball slang glow, Bronx is only Django. Snap be a golfer star, but that's where my props go. That's where my pops win. See my What a good song! <laughs> Dan just says that at the end of every song we play. <laughs> it's just like a loop. We should save a clip of that and do it in every episode. Exactly. It's it's the dance. I will record a professional version of that sure. <laughs> awesome. I think probably the song absolutely the song we've talked about the most before recording this was the noisy eater track yeah that is definitely another i think we need to touch on that one Uh, we definitely need to touch on that one a rap song about captain crunch damn actually this is another one that i think about it that doesn't really fit no thematically no it doesn't fit at all but it's awesome as shit it's like it's like a meme yeah (laughs) i know it is a meme song i mean (laughs) i would would consider this like hands down like the weirdest track probably Hmm. Um, by far really on this album yeah it's like the most random but it's like also one of the best like by far yeah for me anyway correct me if i'm wrong this is the only track with um biz marquee on it right this is the only one with him on it i i know there was a lot of other people featured on this album names that i didn't really recognize 
for the most part. But we're good. <laughs> yeah, and we've talked about Bismarcky a few times on the show. He's best known for what was that song called? Just a friend uh, from ninety. You say something. He, and you, you say he's just a friend, or yeah, something like that. You, song. you got what I need, and you say he's just a friend. Oh, you say oh, he's yeah. just a friend. Thank oh, you, baby, you. Okay, wow. <laughs> that was funny. Uh, interestingly, this is a random thing to say, but this is the se- <laughs> goddamn Bismarcky. He's so cool. This is the second song we featured on this show of him singing about, about cereal. cereal. <laughs> wow, really? <laughs> because yes, Dan, I don't know if you're aware. He did. He did some promo for Lucky Charms last year. Oh, and it was man. fucking hilarious. It was amazing. Oh and man, we ended up talking about it for some reason. Yeah, it was like it was like a sweepstakes or something to get like a box yeah. of, Mar- of uh, Lucky Charms that was only marshmallows. <laughs> and in the commercial, he sang a song about Lucky Charms to the tune of "You Say He's Just a Friend." It was God. Amazing. Every time I watch that, I just die. <laughs> Did anyway, we end up posting so, a video of that on our Facebook page? If not, I don't know, but it should be the only thing we ever post. I was going to say that the, that us uh, a screen capture of that video needs to be like our banner on Facebook. <laughs> All right, I'll get on that. Um, so the noisy eater. It's interesting. I like I like how the the, the singer like he takes such a serious stance on eating cereal, and he's yeah. like he's, <laughs> it, it is very clear that he like is very intent on having some goddamn Captain Crunch, and that's just excellent. The song. <laughs> oh gosh oh you know what I wrote some see this is why I took notes because I forget this stuff um I don't know if you guys caught there's a minor like recurring sample of come together by the Beatles really in this I don't know if you guys have caught that I remember reading like a while back that because it was was an interview oh yeah it's the kids singing it yeah it's I don't know if it's like the original version or what but um I was reading an interview a while back and they asked, so what was like the, because obviously the entire thing is made of samples. So they were asking what was the hardest sample to clear copyright wise on the album. Mm-hmm. And they, I think they said it was this clip because obviously the Beatles are assholes when it comes to sampling or that, copyrights and stuff. That's pretty funny actually. Cause but, yeah, when I first heard this, yeah. I recognized the same thing. I was like, oh, that's the Beatles. How the hell did they not get sued for that? So yeah. That's funny you said that. Wait, in what part of the song? It's, um, it's a couple of ways through, but it's like between each stanza, there's like it sounds like children singing. I I, I don't really know. Uh, it might just be sped up. I'm not actually sure. At a minute forty seven, it plays it for sure. I was just hmm. skimming through it. That's a good point um, because we'll go through them obviously. But there's a couple other songs where I recognized the samples, and I was like, oh, nifty. Uh, and it oh, kind of reminded me of the original songs. That's good because I was actually going to ask you guys if you recognized any samples that were. Uh, I guess popped out through so, here. Uh, well, just so I don't get ahead of myself, we can, let's play a little clip of Noisy Eater, and then we can jump to the next song because I wanted to talk about the sample from that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, just, um, so, definitely one of the better songs on the album. Bizarre as shit, and basically just, it's like the Space Jam of songs. Uh, it just makes yeah. no sense. <laughs> but, uh, uh Speaking exactly. of bizarre songs, uh, another one, I don't know if you guys, about you guys, but I actually really like the Wozard of Is. I thought that was a really cool sound that they made. Yeah, I, um, I actually, and I, I, I Kyle, what song did you want to talk about? Because I know you wanted to jump to something. Just really quick, sorry. Um, the, so- the other song that I recognized the sampling from is on the song Subways. Oh, yeah. Um, oh. There's a part at about a minute 22 where these little kids go, na 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 Oh, yeah. And that is from uh, Will Smith's Will Smith. Get Jiggy With It. Huh. I forgot about that. I forgot that was in there, yeah. We, we should I, talk yeah, about Subways. It, but I... Let's, let's do... Okay, it's, it's hard, but okay, let's do, let's let's uh, let's talk about the one Dan mentioned. Um, yeah, yeah. No I, I actually want to say really quick. I kind of sometimes I kind of mentally bundle some of these tracks into like a single song. Yeah. So like living underwater, 
or no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Park music, living underwater, and the wizard of is to me is like basically one song. Huh. Um, because like when the way you listen to it, it sounds like it's all connected. Yeah. Kind of like what we were mentioning earlier. Anyway, so yeah, I'm. Yeah, I do like that song too, Dan. Was there anything else you wanted to to discuss about it, in, like specifically? No, not really. It's just a different kind of sound from the other songs. Yeah, I, I, like I, it's a it's a good one. I like how this, the singers like they repeated their singing over and over. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. This is kind of stupid, and I'm totally speculating here. I'm wondering if the title of the song "Wazard of Is" is referring to Steve Wozniak because his nickname was Woz, or if it was just them switching around letters for the shits of it. I I yeah. don't know why they would be referring to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck if I know. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> Again, this is just my stupid adult adult mind speculating things. You can. Uh... You can write about that in your fan fiction, Kyle. Put this out. <laughs> my my sexy romantic fan fiction about Steve Wozniak. Oh my god! <laughs> if you've ever seen him, you know just how much of a romance uh, novel he can be. Stop talking, Kyle. He basically, looks like, <laughs> he basically looks like George R. R. Martin. Kinda. Mm. Any second, Kyle. <laughs> oh my god, that would be an amazing fan fiction. A love story between those two. It could be called a song of iPhones and Wozniaks. Oh my god. Well, we can do a dramatic reading on the show. <laughs> Featuring Kyle as all the characters. <laughs> <laughs> god. Jeez. Um, the subways. Yeah, yeah let's, subways. let's go to subways. I want some subway. This was... Between this and Colors, I don't remember which was the second single... At the very least, this was the second song that I heard because it was played on XMU after oh. uh, Frankie Sinatra. So I'm gonna assume it was the second one. Um, mm. I like this. This is probably my second favorite song on the album, to be honest. Huh? What's uh, your first favorite? It, was it because I'm me? Because I'm me. Yeah. Really? Hmm. This and Peter's right. This song probably does a better job of setting more of the tone of the album than a song like Because I'm Me. I kind of bundle this song up with its uh, its successor, Going Home. So to me, it's almost like one song. And I Just because I dig the sound of Going Home as much as Subways, it's almost a tie for me for those two because to me, they seem like one song. Yeah. Well, that, that kind of goes with what I was saying a, a second ago about how I yeah, kind of exactly. bund- bundle some of these. Exactly. I, I can kind of um, consider this one song. Exactly. So even though I say I like subways, it's, to me it's really I like subways and going home. Mm. So yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know why these two songs, for whatever reason, really reminded me of Justice. Maybe I'm just crazy, but the kids it really singing. reminded me of uh, D A N C E. The kids singing. Yeah, exactly. Is that is that what is that what did it? Yeah, dance is kids singing. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, maybe it was just the kids singing, and I just kind of connected the two. But a lot of these songs are kids singing, so I don't know. Yeah, I think we should play a clip of Subways because this, at least personally, I, I think this is easily one of the best songs. Okay. Yeah. Sounds yeah. good. Yeah, what did you, what did you think about this, Dan? I th- I think I liked it, but it didn't really it didn't really stand out as one of my favorites. Hmm. Oh, okay. I, yeah, I think the I Wizard of Oz is is probably my second favorite, honestly. Yeah, that one's that one's definitely um, unique. As Peter said, I, I kind of bundle it up with the songs around it, but uh, I really liked the opening. Yeah, song. yeah. What yeah. was your favorite track, Dan? Because I'm me, definitely. Oh, really? You too? Yeah. Yeah, I talked about that because I like the, how it introduces the rap and it sets the. Oh uh, yeah, I feel yeah. like it's just a great opener for saying, "Hey, listener, expect this, expect these songs because I'm being myself and this is me. So be proud of it. I'm proud mm. of it." You know. 
Yeah. It's funny because I kind of have an opposite reaction to that because I, I, I like it, but it's not like one of my favorite. I don't consider yeah, yeah. it one of my favorites on the album. Um, what is your favorite? Did we talk about this? Maybe, um, maybe Colors. Possibly. Really? I really like Harmony too, though. Harmony is so great. I might might be harmony. I'm not. Sh- I'm not. I've really decided. Um, the cor- the chorus is nice. The harmony. Yeah. It's great. Uh, something I was gonna say a couple minutes ago um, about kind of like where this the quote-unquote sound of the album really starts um so i guess we haven't really described what that is for this album um it kind of samples a lot of like 60s psychedelic type music yeah um there's that's definitely like a common thread throughout the whole thing in a a weird in a weird way even down to the album art this album to me really screamed a lot of alice in wonderland because it's psychedelic, mm, yeah. it's trippy, it's got that very 60s kind of harmonious sound, even down to some of the sampling, I don't know, just evoked the Disney Alice in Wonderland uh, soundtrack to me, because it, it's just a very trippy 60s kind of musical, like, musical as in like a, you know, 60s was the era, was the decade of musicals. Um, mm, yeah. It, it, it really screams that to me. And the butterfly yeah, and going, obviously and go- reminded me of Alice in Wonderland too. Yeah, like going back to since I left you, I kind of feel like uh, since I left you was like the avalanche is putting in through a dream throughout the album, mm-hmm. and this album's us I'm not waking up from the dream, but not into reality. It's waking up into a different kind of dream in a different direction, mm-hmm. different kind of like just like dream, dream state. World. Yeah, dream world, dream state, dream world, where like the listeners is going through like through the dream. For the entire album, I can see that. That's interesting. Yeah, but yeah, Peter Peter hit the nail on the head. It's definitely it, we all agree it's very sixties ish. Um, oh yeah, kind of yeah. overall feel. I like that though. Yeah, I didn't really feel. I felt that that sound didn't really start until around Colors or so. Yeah, which is track yeah. seven. Interestingly enough. Um, but again, the stuff before that—it's not that it doesn't fit. It's just it kind of slowly transitions into that, and it kind of stays there for the rest of the album. It built, it built, it builds up to it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, actually, I liked, I liked colors a lot. Actually, though, so yeah, me too. What were you gonna say, Dan? I, think, I was just saying, like, by by the time it gets to noisy eater, which is nine, like with that commercial at the end, it is very, very heavy in that trope. Like it hasn't mm-hmm. really been established. Yeah, that's true. Um, let's actually, yeah, let's let's talk about colors for a second. Um, partly just because personally, it's one of my, it's definitely one of my favorites. I don't know what you guys think of it. Um, did you guys notice that it sounded like the stuff was playing backwards in this? Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I actually earlier today I threw this song into Audacity and reversed it just to see if I could catch anything. Um, and I did some googling. I couldn't really find anybody who was really doing this or like said anything about like what they found. Um, there's definitely some stuff you can hear um, something about tears. And then it says, there's a heartache. There must be a heartache. It kind of repeats like a general thing. And that it's, it is a slightly repetitive song. So obviously there's going to be like the same, even in reverse there's going to be like the same thing said multiple times. Uh, it's kind of hard to make it out because obviously not the entire thing is in reverse. So it's mixed with with a lot of other stuff. Um, but there is definitely stuff being played backwards there, which I felt kind of interesting. And it also kind of harkens back a little bit to, um, we actually talked about this a few weeks, or I guess a few episodes ago, Kyle, before the hiatus, about hiding like hidden tracks and and around the 60s and I guess early 70s maybe, um, you know, bands started hiding, you know, tracks in their albums, one of, one of many techniques of that was uh back masking which is basically including stuff in reverse and i, yeah, I think that's, that that's it kind of harkens back to that i was gonna say that's the funny thing because weren't the beatles the first ones to do that 
They were, yeah. I, I think uh, yeah. I think so. Something like so, that. So, kind of a bit of a tie-in, I guess. Yeah. Uh, um, can we play a clip of this? Yeah, for sure. Colors! I find that I have a little bit of difficulty in the last probably quarter of the album. There's huh. a few songs that I like, but it's it, I'm it's, I'm it's taking me a little bit longer to warm up to those. It's, it's not that I don't like them. They're super slow. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. And stylistically, they, I don't know, like f- tracks 16 through 19, I didn't have anything to write for those, really. Yeah, like right after Wizard of Is, it kind of just like dips down and keeps going. Yeah. So it, I, I like I it. Liked, it's just I don't have much to say about it. I liked Sunshine. Um, it reminded me again a little bit of the song "Since I Left You," and I, I don't know who's singing that, but I like their voice. Uh, uh, but after that, uh, it yeah. just slowly goes down. It's like a, it's almost like the, the slow fading to black of the album. Hmm. Yeah, it's coming down off the high that it kind of the the trip that it kind of takes you on. Oh yeah, maybe. Yeah, and think about that. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. It's coming down from the trip. Speaking of it, actually, this, this reminds me. Um, I know we had said a minute ago, and Dan, you kind of had the theory that the first one was what was it? The the first album was like a dream, and then this one yeah. was more like waking up into a different dream. Waking up into a different dream. That's interesting because yeah. I I have read like what they intend each of these experiences to be. And I think it kind of matches up a little bit. Um, well, I guess maybe not as much, but I mean, obviously like everyone's going to have like their own interpretation of it. Yeah. Um, for this album, they, it definitely, they, they said something like they want it to evoke the feeling of like going on a road trip or some kind of journey and doing that on LSD. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, so, and I think one of the guys experimented a lot with LSD in these 15 or whatever years. Oh, nice. Um, so I think that was part of the inspiration as well. That's so funny. it's, I think the, the tone of the album really speaks pretty strongly to that. Yeah. And it kind yeah. of lines up to what, what you guys were saying too. Yeah, I mean, LSD is kind of a dream state. Um, that also kind of falls in with my Alice in Wonderland thing because that... Uh, mm. That movie is so inextricably tied to basically drug tripping, tripping out on drugs. Mm. In oh, fact, yeah. I think the original author who wrote it was like tripping on absinthe or something. And that's where he came up with a lot of the <laughs> ideas. Oh yeah, I may be wrong. That kind of is the only way you can come up with stuff like that. And maybe I guess we can credit some of this album to that as well. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, unfortunately, I don't think any of us have done S- LSD to really comment fully. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Mm, I, I think I'm good. <laughs> I do not have any. No. <laughs> yeah. If you're listening to this on LSD, tell us on Facebook listeners. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then they get arrested. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my gosh. Speaking of that, this is really funny. Some local police station was, like, trolling people on Facebook and was like, oh, we found out that there's like a Mewtwo at our station so you know because so many people are going to come want to catch it we're only uh, we're only allowing a, a select list of people to come into the station and try and capture it if your name is on this list please come down to the station and try uh, <laughs> see if you can get Mewtwo and it was like a arrest warrants list <laughs> so basically using Pokemon Go to troll people to come down to the station and, so they can arrest them. Did it work? Probably for someone who knows. Yeah, that's really funny. funny. So, um, any other tracks you guys want to uh, touch on or other themes? And- do you guys want to play a clip of Sunshine just because I happen to mention it, or do you, did you guys like hate that? I'm the only one that likes it. I didn't hate no, it. God, I just no. didn't have much to say about it. Uh, okay. I do like it though. That's a good song. Sunshine. 
Sunshine! Uh, yeah. <laughs> so that was Sunshine. <laughs> so yeah, for me, I'd say top three songs mm. are Because I'm Me, then Subways slash Going Home, then probably Noisy Eater. I liked Frank Sinatra, but as we said, it's kind of an outlier. Yeah. Yeah, Because I'm Me, and, and then The Wizard of Is, probably, and then The Noisy Eater. Okay. How about you, Peter? Um, For sake of choosing a top one, I'm going to go ahead and say Harmony, and then Colors, and then Subways, maybe. Huh. It's it's hard, because there's a lot I do like, and but I it's it's hard to choose like which ones I like more. I guess I'm kind of just choosing a top three for sake of itself. Huh. But... I mean, I, I like those basically, you know, as equal as the noisy eater, or be, you know, because I'm me or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I I wanted to comment that the track "Wildflower" is like one of the most inconsequential tracks. I was thinking that too, which is kind of weird. Yeah, to me. it's so it's the title track of the album, just like "Since I Left You" was the title track of "Since I Left You," but it's like a minute long interlude. It it meant nothing to me. I was like, really, this is their title track. Yeah. It's like circus music after the Noisy Eater finishing. It's mostly just a weird-ass commercial. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Anyway, so, Dan, um, you yeah, had something okay. you so, wanted to bring up. So I had a little idea. It's not really it's not really a theory, but it's just like a way for me that I like to interpret the album. Uh, like mm. Because Wildflower is so, like, so much of a hodgepodge of loosely-related loosely songs with random subjects... Uh, for me, it kind of represents a sampling of the thoughts that come and go on a day-to-day basis in the mind of Dexter, the patient mentioned in the Song Frontier Psychiatrist, in Since I Left You. Oh, and, whoa. Yeah, and I was thinking, you know, wild, Wildflower could be a name of some sort of an infection that has damaged his brain. And, you know, it's could be huh. in, like, way back then, in, like, the 60s or 70s or whatever the Frontier Psychiatrist song, Frontier Psychiatrist song took place, there was just, like, just a name they had for an infection or whatever, and they, they just said Wildflower because... Yeah, or it could have been like, like a we're just we like, drugs that fucked his brain up. Yeah, so like we're just like listening to his thoughts in his head. So it's kind of like an album within an album. Oh, in whoa. Sense. that's a crazy theory. Trippy. I yeah. Like that. <laughs> so that's kind of interesting then, because then it kind of ties into your dream within a dream. Because yeah, as you said, Dexter was the mental patient in front of your psychiatrist in the first album. It's kind of his lucid dream state, maybe from. I don't know the concoction of drugs that they put him on because he's in this he's in a mental institution. Uh, but then the second album is like almost his brain on I don't know maybe it, maybe it's even like a flashback of him from the cities in the brain that the drugs he was on then that fucked his brain up which made him go into a mental institution in the first place. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. That's an interesting thought though. I like that. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Wow. We should email the, uh, the two guys about it and be like, is this what you meant? Yeah. <laughs> the avalanches at gmail.com. <laughs> yeah, that's there. Exactly. Just go on the Facebook page. But yeah, no, I really like this album. I I guess we'll have to wait another 16 years to see how this holds up to the first one. <laughs> but I liked it. I liked it for different reasons, so it's hard to compare the two objectively. God, I really hope they come out with another album in less than 16 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. It's funny though because I think this album can only exist in the form that it is because it took them that long to make it. Like if they had made it within the span of like a year or two, it probably would have not sounded very much like this at all. Oh yeah, like rushed and stuff. Yeah, so it's it's it kind of almost feels like the journey they were on to make like and during all that time. So yeah. in a way, I can appreciate that for that reason, I guess. True. I mean, yeah. The funny sure. thing to think about is like. Obviously, for them to create this album and create these samplings, they obviously had to use some sort of sampling program like, uh, uh, what's that one that everyone uses? Pro Tools or whatever. Um, but whatever program they were using 16 years ago, I wonder if that's the same one they're using now. Oh, <laughs> like, how dude, I forgot all, about that. How did they retain all their files? How did they, you know what I'm saying? I got, oh man, I can't remember where I read that, but... I totally forgot about that. Yeah. Um, so the the main guy of the group, I guess it's, I don't know, it's basically a duo, but I think there's some others. Uh, Robbie Chater, I think how you say it. 
he insists on I remember where I read this. He insists on using like this very specific software for compiling all these into songs, but it's from like the nineties or something. And it doesn't it doesn't run on modern computers. So he has this like really beat up old like Macintosh or something before the, the like they before they had the IMAX. And he lugs this thing around to the different studios and makes it. And the, they were saying something like, oh, it's a pain in the ass that he has to do it on this thing. But like for some reason he like he very specifically can only use that one thing. God forbid that thing ever die. I know. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about what that. What if he just has spares? Yeah. That's really funny. So he uses an Apple program from the 90s, basically when Apple sucked. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's like about as hipster as you could possibly get. Pretty much. <laughs> anyway. I feel bad for him. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, if, that, if that's creatively, if that is that's what lets him do his thing, then let him do it, I guess. I think I'm done. Do you guys have anything else to say before we I don't. wrap uh, it up? Nope, I'm good. All right. Cool. Well, thanks for listening, listeners. Thank you, Dan, for joining us today. Of course. It was fun. Thank you. Yeah. It's always a good time having Dan. You all know Dan. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> if, uh, if you have any thoughts about this album or if you haven't heard it and you check it out and then you have thoughts about it, I guess, tell us on Facebook at facebook.com slash getyourfunk. Yeah. If you're not already... Doing this, you can follow us on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash getyourfunk or on mixcloud.com slash getyourfunk, although I'm not sure if I'm going to put as much love into that because I was looking into that today and it's like, it's it's a lot less community-based like SoundCloud is, so it's a lot harder to get it's, people to follow you and stuff. It's more, it's Yeah, it's less social network, more just poster shit. Yeah, so I th- we, we made me put it there too, so... Anyway, no idea what we're going to talk about next time, but I guess you'll find out. This has been your host, Kyle. This has been your host, Peter. And... And Dan! And Dan! (laughs) And Dan! (laughs) Bye. 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 We love you.